FBA gang. Okay, okay. Let, let me, let's let's redo that. Let's redo that. FBA gang. This is Alexis Branson, your host for How to Start a Fulfilled by Amazon Business. So you're back. We're here. It's Tuesday. You know, we're FBAing. You know, we're we're thriving on Amazon. We're finding those products that just are amazing, making millions. So last time I talked about how to set up your seller's account. So I hope that, you know, if you are pursuing your FBA dreams that you have taken the steps to, you know, apply for your LLC and to get that bank account created, have that business address on hand to start your your FBA Amazon seller's account. So as I mentioned, this week is all about product research. So a lot of you have been asking, what the heck do I sell on Amazon or Alexis? You keep saying that it's so easy. You just find a product and Amazon will do everything else for you. And and look, you know, product research will probably take up the majority of your time. So the majority of your time is split into two separate um um two separate categories. So one is product research, which Product research will be a continuous endeavor once you start your Amazon business because once you have one product, don't you want four, five, six, seven more products so you can, you know, launch and and scale your business to the highest degree possible? So product research and product marketing will take the majority of your work week once you are a full-time FBA seller. So product research, you know, there's some criteria that most people look for and it's not that you cannot um, navigate outside of these categories that I'm bringing up today. It's just this is a recommendation that has been across the board from most of the people who are providing Fulfilled by Amazon content either on YouTube, podcast, or in the course I'm taking So the first thing is you want to, you know, cancel out all of the electronics and um, like supplements. So I cancel out the supplements just because then you have to get the FDA involved. And, you know, there's some legal stuff. If someone dies from taking my supplement, you know, they probably can sue me. And then the same with the electronic stuff, like what if it electrocutes someone or it doesn't function the way it's supposed to function? Um, You know, those are just two rabbit holes that I'm not going to go down right now. And I understand that I could make millions off of some electronic product or having a supplement sold on Amazon. But, you know, maybe once I have a few, um, you know, a few stacks in the bank and I can afford a nice little lawsuit, then I can dedicate my time to selling some of those some of those riskier products and riskier not in terms of they won't sell riskier because they're about to sue my ass. So um, so so we want to stay away from the the electronics and you know things that are gonna people are gonna be consuming that you know they could sue you over. And something else you want to keep in mind is, you know, 
it'd be nice to find a product that people will buy again. So an example is Q-tips. You know, you buy those maybe every four months. Um, also pens or, you know, toilet paper or what's something I've bought recently that's lighters, you know, just something that runs out that you need to buy eventually. This takes the seasonality out of it. So you want to strive for something that's not seasonal. So right now on Amazon, it's really showing me all of these Halloween costumes are popping. And you know, when it's November, we're not going to be thinking about Halloween anymore. I mean, the the savvy individuals will find the Halloween costumes at a deal and get them now. But for the majority, we're not thinking about Halloween until next year or when we're looking at our old pictures. So, you know, you want to go for something that is not seasonal. Something else you want to go for is something that is less than five pounds something that is between the 15 to the $50 range and something that has, you know, relatively low ratings that are between two and three stars. So we look for this because there's an improvement that needs to be done on this product. So once you see that, you know, hey, this this seller, they're selling 40 units a day and they have two to three stars. That shows you that people want this product even if it's going to be shitty. And then that also means that you can swoop in there, make that product better, work with your supplier to fix the flaws that are called out in the reviews, and outshine that supplier or outshine that seller. So the, those 40 units a day, slowly but surely, those will be your 40 units a day and even more because I'm sure more people wanted to buy that product, but they're like, hey, this has two, three stars. I can't do it. Um, so also when you're looking, when you see that it has, you know, less than a hundred reviews, this shows you that the demand is there, but there's a low competition. So with that low competition, you're like, you know, you can swoop in and, and again, take the, the market because there is no competitor right now. That's just for right now, you know, it's it's never guaranteed. All the criteria I just mentioned, um, that's great and all, but how on earth do I know that these Amazon products are fit within the criteria that I just mentioned? So the tool that I use is called Jungle Scout. So Jungle Scout has, you know, a, sh a search feature and an opportunity finder. So on that feature, you, know, you open up Jungle Scout and you say, hey, I'm gonna look at these categories, you know, arts and crafts, kitchen, and home office. And then you're gonna say, I want the price to be between 15 and $50. I don't want there to be seasonality. I want it to be less than five pounds. And I want the reviews to be low. And you can put in some more um, criteria if you want but those are you know I'm just showing you that there you can filter out all of the stuff that we don't want to look at 
So once you have clicked search, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages are going to pop up for these categories with that criteria. And then you just start looking through them. So what I've done is, you know, I'll go in there and I will search and then I will open a new tab for every single product that I want to look at, you know, the niche scores where I want it to be. I look for a low niche score because that, you know, that normally says that it's not seasonal. You know, it's not a fad. No one's, you know, going to buy this for three months and forget about it when it's not in season. And, you know, I go through, I open up all these tabs. And then once I've gone through, once I have, you know, a lot of tabs open, then it's giving me anxiety because I have 50 million little tabs. I start going through them. And first I look to see on that first page how many of the products are actually what I searched for. So if I searched for a brown towel, when I search brown towel, how many brown towels actually show up? So on some products, there'll be maybe only two or three sellers of the specific thing that you're looking for. And you know, that's that's a good sign, you know, that means that the market is not oversaturated. But you know, sometimes when you search brown towel, you're going to have 500 different sellers who are selling a brown towel that is pretty much the same. So right off the bat, there's high competition and, you know, clearly there there's high demand, but do you want to deal with that high competition on your first product? Probably not. So we're going to move on from those. So then also on that home page when you're on Amazon and you have Jungle Scout, it'll show you how many units are selling of that particular unit from that seller per day, per month, and their their estimated revenue. So with that, you know, you can just see how much people are making off of it, the best sellers, how much they're making, and... um then you you know you go from there so the last thing you look at on the amazon list on um, when you search for for example brown towel you will click the google chrome extension and it will show you all the stats for that product so it'll show you you know let me let me pull it up really quick so i actually pulled up brown towel and what's really funny is that there's actually only 200 results for this on Amazon <laughs> um which I I actually have not seen in a while so you know I normally see you know 500 600 results so that's really funny that that <laughs> that, that happened so on this brown towel, we can see the product name, the brand, the price, the monthly sales, the daily sales, the monthly revenue, the date first available, how much they're making per unit. So it kind of, so if, the, if it costs $10, $10 to make 10, you know, a few dollars for Amazon, a few dollars for shipping, blah, blah, blah. So their net profit on each unit the reviews and the ratings so here I will filter on this brown towel let's do the highest monthly revenue because that's like my favorite to look at okay so we've got American soft linen six piece brown towel set selling for $40 its monthly sales are 23,712 units its daily sales are 788 
and its monthly revenue is a million dollars. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. But I, I'm wanting to bet that American Soft Linen is some type of brand that's maybe popular. So the next few, we've got Hotel and Spa Quality. Okay, that's an FBA seller. Okay, Amazon Basics is number four on the list. Let's go to someone who's only selling... Uh, yep, so we've got... Let's see how many sellers are selling less than 10 units a day or less than 30 units a day. So we've got we've got about 10 sellers that are selling less than 30 units a day. But some of these actually are not brown towels. So we've got about 6 sellers who are selling less than 10 units a day, so they are not hitting that 300 a month target that we shoot for so you do want to shoot for daily sales of around 30 or more because with 30 with 30 sales or more a day with $10 profit per product um, you will be making $10,000 profit per month so that is what I'm shooting for on this first product um, but also I do want to discuss, so what everyone is looking for on Amazon, most FBA sellers, they are all looking for products that are selling $10,000 a month in sales or something that they know they can get $10,000 a month in sales. And there's all these little products that are making five, three, three to $5,000 per month in profit. And why complain about that if you're not making anything per month right now? Why not shoot for something that's making $2,000 a month that has no competition um, and then work on some other other products? So my goals right now are to just make a profit. I really just want to replace my income. And I know that I said in the last episode that you're setting, you should never set your goals too small, but I'm going to give a full, a full background. So I need to replace my income by June of 2021 because I am leaving Milwaukee. I will not be here. <laughs> In July of 2021, I need to replace my income. So I need to replace my income and get ready for, you know, the next adventure. And so in replacing my income, my goal is to find, you know, a few products that are going to be making that profit. Because as I said, you know, I'm splitting half of my costs or half of my, half of my profits with my mom 50 50 so we have to work twice as hard to replace that income and so if we have one product that sells ten thousand dollars a month that's great you know we're gonna need two we're gonna need two of those products um and eventually you know a few a few products um that are making that amount but also i i want to be realistic in the fact that my first product may not sell ten thousand dollars profit in in the first month so I want to go for products that I know are going to win and those products aren't always going to get you to that 10,000 and if that means I have three products that all make 4,000 
a month in profit, that's perfect. That's $16,000 I didn't have before, $8,000 after my my 50% cut. And you, you've got to see the bigger picture. So everyone who is on Amazon or everyone who is teaching these courses, most of them are striving for that $10,000 a month profit, which I do agree with. You should definitely follow that model. But also, you know, look at take it take a risk on a pro- a product that makes 5000 a month because i've seen when i'm doing my research <clears throat> when i'm doing my research i'm seeing products that they're the only seller there's one seller for this one specific item and the sales they aren't great they're selling you know maybe 15 15 sales a day but you could come in there and you could take that seven that seven units a day from them and have that, you know, that steady, that steady, no risk product that's still making you profit because so you get that one, that one product that's making $2,000. That's one paycheck right there, you know, get three of those and then quit your job. That simple. So back to product research. So I I told you the method that I use. So once you find a product or once you start looking on Jungle Scout and you have the tools available to you to find these products, you know, you're going to go through this method and you're going to be like, Alexis, I am not seeing these golden products that you talked to me about. What the heck is going on? And I will say, I feel you. You just got to push through the pain and you will see that product. So I will say for the first few days of product research, it was so discouraging. I was looking and I was looking and two hours would pass by and I would see not a single product that matched the criteria that I needed for success. And then a couple days later, I found a product and it was perfect. It matched everything I needed. And it made me so excited and that same day I think I found like three more products and you do just have to keep looking you have to be patient because some days with product research you will spend four hours at your computer after spending eight hours at work um, and working out and doing everything you need to do you will not find a single product and it'll be it'll be kind of frustrating and it'll be draining and it is tiring because You know, you worked all day and then you worked, you know, you worked more when you got home and you still didn't find anything. And it can be it can be really discouraging, but you have to push past that and know that the process and the method is working and you have to know that you will see that product. And once you find that one product, you will know what you're looking for and you will keep finding those products more and more and more because once you know what you're looking for, um, it's easier to find them. So like I was saying at the very beginning, you know, when you're on Opportunity Finder or you're in your product research on Jungle Scout, you will, you know, open all those tabs. So what I was saying is, you know, after a while, you'll know which products to look at, which tabs to open. So you're not opening every single tab because everything looks like it's going to be great because the number looks so good on Jungle Scout. Um, Because, you know, they do. The numbers look amazing on Jungle Scout. And then you open up Amazon. You're like, what the fuck, Jungle Scout? Why did you, why did you recommend me to look at this? Um, 
But anyways, Jungle Scout is a really great tool. I love using it and they actually have courses in the tool. So once you, so you have to pay for the tool. It's about 40 to $70 a month. Um, I think it's $40 a month for the tool. And then for the web extension, it's another $20 a month, I believe. So if you want both the extension and the tool, which you do need both, it will be around, you know, $60, $70 a month. Um, you know, you got to pay to make money. Everyone always says that you're not gonna not put any money into your business and expect a profit. That's not how this works. Um, you know, I wish it was that simple. Anyways, back to Jungle Scout. There actually is an academy on here and it'll teach you how to use the tool if you are, you know, really excited about it and you want to learn everything about the tool and everything it has to offer. So it has both visual, audio, and um, a book you can read. So it's not all videos. It's not all audio and it looks like there are some other languages on here which is really cool to see and yeah that's that's pretty exciting so i have watched a few of the videos and i have read through certain parts of the book that they have out um on you know how to be the best fucking fba seller ever so you know back to product research so like I was saying, there's going to be hard days and there's going to be good days, but most of all, you have to be patient and you have to stick with it. So I had a goal for myself to find the products that I needed by the end of August. So I gave myself one month to dive into the beginning of the course that I started and then solidify a few products that we wanted to pursue. So the last few products, I wanted to have about seven or eight products that we wanted to go to suppliers with just so we had a few products to fall back on. So for the first few products, I had them. I started tracking them. So when I track a product, I will put it in a spreadsheet and I'll put the Amazon link to it. And what I'll do every day is I'll see how many sales they had by adding it to my cart and then doing 999 like trying to put 999 of the of this in my cart and then see how many are left so one day it'll have like 100 and the next day I can put you know 70 in my cart the next day I can put 30 in my cart and then you can see what their reorder point is too and then I also track the reviews there so you know I track that every day just to see you know the the extension jungle scout is going to say hey these are selling 10 units a day but you want to see if it's actually selling 10 units a day. You don't want to just trust the trust the tool. I mean, you can. You you paid for the tool. You should be able to trust the tool and I do, but it is nice to just track that on your own. So, the last I had about 3 products and it was the last weekend of August. And so, it's the last weekend of August. I'm I'm driving to Kalamazoo. And then I'm driving to Indiana with my boyfriend because it's his brother's baby's birthday and we're going to the birthday party. And that weekend was the last weekend in August and my deadline for picking up my products was August. So I had my computer with me 
And Saturday morning, I spent the morning finding my last few products. And I'm actually so grateful that I did that because that day it was a high. I found three products that tracked marvelously. And those are some of the products that we're going to be going with, you know, this first round. And I wanted to bring that story up because... You're going to have to make sacrifices if you want to run your own business while working a nine to five. That time does not come out of anywhere. And you got to put your business before yourself sometimes and you've got to be selfish with your time. Yeah, you can hang out with your friends every night, but no, when you get home at 10 p.m., you got to work on your Amazon business for three hours. So you're going to sacrifice sleep. Or you could sacrifice saying, hey, I'm going to hang out with my friends three days a week and I'm still going to work on Amazon after we get back. But those other two days of the week, I need my sleep so I can have the energy to look at my Amazon business. So you're always going to have to um, put a line in where you need to work on your Amazon business and where to you know, have a life because you need to have both. So next week, I'll be talking about some tips and tricks that I have um, for how to work a nine to five and have the motivation to work on your side hustle because let me tell you, it was not easy in the beginning. It's still not easy now. So I've been trying a few different methods recently um, that have helped me work on my Amazon job every day and help me you know still stay balanced with my workouts with my eating with the focus that I'm putting on work and I know a few of my coworkers listen to this podcast so the the one main thing that you know I've been doing is at my job specifically there is so much pressure to be like oh I work 10 hours I work x amount of hours and just to always be online I strictly work eight hours now and I take a lunch and when I have to commute in the middle of the day because it's a split shift, that is still part of my working time because most of the time I'm taking a meeting while I'm in the car. But I work seven to three, not a pe- not a minute more. There's a meeting on my calendar reoccurring for the entire plant for 4 p.m. I am not attending that meeting because one, I have put in my eight hours. Two, I am not getting paid to work any more than eight hours. And three, I have two businesses, a personal life, a healthy life. I mean, a personal life. I need to keep my body healthy, my body happy, and my body fit. I need to keep the same standards for my dog. And I need to work on this Amazon business. Or else I'm going to be working this 9 to 5 for the rest of my life. And I won't be happy. So next time we're going to talk about how to work a 9 to 5 and how to work on your side business. That's it for today, guys. Peace out. Thank you. Not thank you. It's like I'm ending a uh, Zoom call. Peace out. Awesome, guys. Have a good one.